Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that always carves the turkey with an electric blade makes the meat tender my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we are giving even more thanks as we talk about the things that we are thankful for in the world of horror here in the year of 2016 Mm -hmm. but before we go any further gang let me remind you we are part of the newly crowned and minted phantom podcast network phantom and you can find us, Nightmare Junkhead, along with a host of other horrific podcasts, including, but not limited to, uh, Attack of the Killer podcast, which is fantastic, uh, the Modern Horrors podcast, all the way up to the Super Creepy Fun Time Hour podcast. And you can find all of these and much more over at downrightcreepy.com. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your stuffing hole. And since we are, again, with the Phantom Podcast Network mm-hmm. going out. Um, oh, by the way, happy birthday, Tim. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Casey Canton, our, mm-hmm. our, our Tim Lee, Tim Lee if yeah. you will, of Downright Creepy. Uh, I believe he is turning a whole 35. Yes. So he's creeping up on us slowly yeah, but know, surely. Right? <laughs> getting that age and experience. Fucking but, um, snapper. Now that we are part of the Phantom Podcast Network, I have a mm-hmm. feeling we might be getting a few more listeners to cool. the show and if this uh, obviously is your first time listening here to you know welcome here <laughs> welcome welcome welcome, welcome, welcome welcome um but i thought we would kind of give the new listeners a little bit of a a taste mm-hmm. of what we do here mm-hmm. on nightmare junkhead and for our other listeners who have already listened this is consider this leftovers exactly mm-hmm. very much so <laughs> another clip show if you will that we're putting together live right a, a live clip show that's yeah and uh, in in the spirit of the holidays, because we are here in the uh, the month of November, we do a little Thanksgiving buffet style, mm-hmm. a little taste of the things that we do here on the podcast. But in lieu of just showing, saying this is what we do, I thought we would give thanks yes. and then segue into that. Yeah, I like that, dude. Well, you know, and it is yeah. the time. It is yeah. the time. Tis, so, tis the season. Tis the season to be thankful. Right. And one of the things that I'm truly thankful for as a horror fan, as just a collector in general, are all these specialty labels that are going out now. Oh, yeah. And I'm including, obviously, just in terms of like physical media that mm-hmm. we can collect yeah. because we are a- <laughs> we're, we're we're old school. I don't right? think, I don't I know I know I don't have any movies on uh, download or anything I do like not that. either. Yeah. I, all of my movies are VHS or DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, tangible media. Right. And um, amongst the other things that we've been collecting is I'm really big into the records. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, I mean, there's no better time to be a horror record junkie <laughs> than right now. Yeah. Because there's all these specialty labels and they're catering to oh good lord just are they? you you know i mean not just you but i mean the horror soundtrack and when we say cater i mean they really are not mm-hmm. only are they putting out these fantastic horror scores and soundtracks yeah but then they're hiring these great artists and making 
this just very unique and customized artwork for mm-hmm. the releases. Uh, prime example is Gary Pullen's Creep Show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Friend of the podcast, Gary Pullen. We'll get to him later. But um, the various um, the companies that are out there. There's a uh, One Way Static is really good. Uh, Mondo, obviously, yeah, yeah, Mondo. we were very familiar with Mondo. Uh, Death Waltz Death Records Waltz puts out some good stuff. And the one that I'm going to focus on today is uh, Lunaris Records, mm-hmm. and they're more they're a little bit smaller just in terms of the, the press and the size, but they put out some really fantastic product. Example. Uh, perfect example. Um, so a segment that we do on the podcast, it's called What's the Score? Mm-hmm. And we'll take an episode, and what we will do is we will actually listen to a record here in studio, if you will. <laughs> in Nerdhalla. In Nerdhalla. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not putting it through digital or anything like that. You're listening with us, mm-hmm. and then we'll comment over the music, and we'll talk about the film in general. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lot of fun because... We did it with uh, Phantasm. We did it with Night of the Creeps. We uh, did it Night of the Demons, actually, the Demons. which was a Lunaris That's Records right, Night of the release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we've done it before and love to do that because yeah. it's a great chance to oh, yeah. talk. But uh, Lunaris Records really went out of their way on this one in terms of what they put out this year. Um, obviously, anyone that listens to the podcast knows I'm a heavy metal fiend. <laughs> you know, not yeah. even with, and I love heavy metal horror, obviously, but, you know, right. metal in general. But heavy metal horror, though. Yeah, that's your bread and butter right That's a there, sweet spot. Right, exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. And, um, you know, I've obviously, I've uh, been able to go out and I found the Trick or Treat soundtrack uh-huh. on vinyl, Fantastic Fastway. Um, I found the Black Roses, yeah. <laughs> which you gifted me, if I remember right, well, like a couple you know. of uh, Crypticons ago. <laughs> You're easy to buy for. Yeah, well, you know? <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple when I'm over there just like crying, deciding whether or not I should <laughs> buy something or not. And so... Fuck it, dude, I will handle this... I will make up your mind for you. And so I was very thankful for that because, uh, but then the one that I've always been missing is this one. It's not an obscure heavy metal horror film because there's definitely more obscure, mm-hmm. but it's one that I've always kind of held very close, and that's Rocktober Blood. <laughs> and sure enough, Lunaris Records puts out the Rocktober Blood soundtrack. <laughs> and I, I, I think I was either following him on Twitter or Facebook or something along the lines, and I saw the initial announcement. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Stop the presses. Immediately put it on pre-order. <laughs> right. And it finally came in. And so I completed my little, like, um, heavy metal triumphant uh, with Trick or Treat, uh, Rocktober Blood, and Black Roses. <laughs> and so we're going to play a cut off of the Rocktober Blood soundtrack. And what we're going to actually listen to, it's going to be the tail end of the first uh, song called Killer on the Loose. No, excuse me. Hold on. I believe that is I'm back. I'm sorry. Killer ah. on the Loose comes at the end. Um, but if you've ever been to anything I've hosted with heavy metal, you've no doubt seen this particular or heard seen or heard this particular clip before with that very <laughs> epic metal screen. Uh-huh. But then we're going to transition into a song called Rainbow Eyes. Um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to get the record up and running. But, uh, you know, in terms of heavy metal horror genius, uh-huh. I know you're more of a rap. You're a music fan, but you're more on the rap. Right. Can you handle four minutes of oh, pure fuck. metal? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I, I am a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, I'm not the biggest metal head. However, I do appreciate it. And uh, I've been finding myself, as when hanging out with you more, I'm learning to appreciate it more. So you're actually turning me on to things that I haven't been really exposed to. So, well, you know, turning people on and exposing is part of my daily life anyway. It's so. the short shorts. Very much so. <laughs> so we're going to play a little bit tail end here of I'm Back and then segue into Killer on the Loose. Let's enjoy this.
That is the Simpsons rake gag <laughs> of heavy metal right there. <laughs> so from straight metal, we're going to then go into... Some rad, rad Rocktober blood. So we'll have a little bit more in the background there, but yeah, no. So, so well, one thing that I would like to do at some point in time is videotape us and put it on YouTube because if you would have seen the whole um, the movie The Gate reenactment that Greg was just doing right now with the rocking it around, I was waiting for you. You need to put like the killer dwarves on and just be like, I had a sheet. The, at yeah, my the, you have a shroud, like a sheet shroud. It's fucking got Care Bears and shit on it, dude. But it's your fucking sheet shroud. It's your metal shroud. And I'll tell you what, one thing that I I've been noticing about like, and I've noticed ever since I was younger, um, and to now too, metal chicks are hot, dude. <laughs> Golly, there was uh, growing it's the up big hair. Ah, I, I've I've said it before. There's like I get this Pavlovian boner for like when I smell like hairspray, like Aquanet. Yes, shit, dude. because oh, it just takes yeah. me back to the metal chicks. Yeah, but I'll, I will also be the first to admit, unfortunately, that even growing up metal when I was in high school with the mullet <laughs> and everything, I was like even metal chicks didn't like me. Unfortunately, so like I was a sad sack oh, friend of metal chicks. Uh, but even then, I still it was still nice to be around. Hey, them. hey, you know what? If you're gonna be in the if you're gonna be in the metal friend zone, might as well like rock out you all know? right at least you're rocking well, out speaking dude. of rocking out obviously this is a fantastic soundtrack uh something uh, one i've been very fond of uh-huh. and so what's really funny with this particular that film was an epic ah! yeah again there as we get in the background there <laughs> um but one of the things that i loved about this film is number one it had the most distinct mm-hmm. vhs oh yes talk a little bit about it that was one. almost to the point where i was kind of afraid to get it you know because it just had like that weird evil Ernie looking guy with the with the axe guitar with this like comely young glass strolled over his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty fucking epic. It was and it was very scary looking. It was. Too. I mean, I was almost afraid to pick it up and 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 get it because it's a sh- 
very terrifying, scary thing. It's I think it's the mask. It is. It's a very demonic, it scary is. looking it mask. Is. And it's just it's one of those that is very iconic. But I think also because of the fact, and as you mentioned, it is frightening. I never got around to see it. Yeah. And it wasn't until it wasn't until later that I actually like, okay, now I'm now I'm ready to see Rocktober. Well, it was really funny when I actually initially saw it, I saw it over at the Alamo Draft House back when they were still doing their uh their VHS days uh-huh. when they would actually screen films through a VC- VHS. VCR VHS. Uh-huh. Um and it was my buddy Ben Raditz through MK twelve had hit me up and he's like, Hey, do you want to go check out this film? My animated short, excuse me, is playing beforehand. Oh, nice. And I was like, Okay, cool. And then I saw it was Rocktober Blood. I'm like, oh my God. That's that film. Yeah. I was so excited to finally see it. So I see it, and dude, the first 20 minutes are fantastic. And then it just kind of like... Then, I mean, it's only about a 80 or 90 minute film, but there's a good 20 minutes of the film that you just you don't need. Um, uh, but it was still a lot of fun to see. Although the band kicks ass. Oh, and so... Interestingly enough, <laughs> the music did stick out to me. I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty rad metal, you know, because a lot of it sometimes gets a little cheesier. Right, yeah. um, but this had a little bit of an edge to it, and I, I immediately was kind of drawn to it. And so after the screening to the IMDb, I went, mm-hmm. and you know who is actually the backing band in Rocktober Blood? Wait on me. Sorcery. Sorcery, as in f- uh, decibel, 50,000. Dro- yeah, as in From stunt rock. Stunt rock, yeah. Nice. Did they bring out the wizard and shit? They were, I mean, granted, they were playing the the Rock Rocktober Blood. Blood. They weren't yeah, sorcery right, right, this right, time, right. unfortunately. But it was because I was recognizing some of them. And then the music, I was like, it's pretty legit. Yeah. And then sure enough, and I was like, that's the greatest thing ever. It just cemented why certain things like that, just the way the connectivity, mm-hmm. the way things from Stunt Rock to Rocktober Blood, yeah. it was fantastic. That's pretty dope. And so not only do we love metal here on the podcast, but one of the things that we do with uh, What's the Score is we mm-hmm. do listen to a lot of movie scores. Mm-hmm. Because what's the score? Absolutely. And we're huge proponents of movie scores. Oh, yeah. Because it adds adds something to the movie. Uh, A good score can really, really make or break a horror movie. I mean, you can't have, like, a very taut, tension-filled scene when then have do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
it's got that nice jaunty feel. Mm-hmm. Like shenanigans. But it has a little bit of a Candyman-esque. Mm-hmm. It's... Oh, and then here we go. This build-up. degradation yeah. it, it is a huge if you think about it just that little snippet that we're playing right now it's a very good uh whole theme of the movie it starts off with the innocence the happiness and in the background you hear the bum 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 that darkness looming over coming and then finally when it just takes over the innocence of the whole the whole song that's a perfect metaphor for this movie. For the entirety of the movie. Yeah, for the just, transformation. just the in, uh, from innocence and bright-eyed and yay, the world is great, to dark and dismal. To the maudlin evil. metamorphosis. Right, it's fantastic. Right. Yes, it's a very good example of a good score. And what I also think, just in terms of the main theme, and a really good main theme, is where you can then actually just alter it a bit for certain scenes, mm-hmm. where it's not the same thing, but it's right. a play off of. Right, because the, 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 just the, even that foreboding is perfect when the, uh, you want to be a star, don't you, when that scene happens. Oh, yeah. There's you know? a cr- crazy casting couch saying, no, Starry Eyes is one of, the, it was a great surprise. It was. I I was thoroughly engaged with this movie. I and mean, you know what was really funny was we actually do another segment called I've Seen That. Mm-hmm. And it's where we admit to films. <laughs> that we said we've seen or we should see, but we haven't seen. Where it. if, you know, we're with our horror friends mm-hmm. and they go, yeah, have you guys seen Starry Eyes? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, and deep down, like, we're we know fraudulent. we need These to. These guys are phony. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's our admission of guilt just right. saying yeah and it's, it's fantastic though because then we finally get to experience that and not only do we see the movie we make up for lost time by recording a whole episode about it like yeah we know what we're talking about now guys we can be part of the conversation too and when, one of the first things when we, when we talk about the score in that episode yeah. because it was one of the things that really stood that out for stood us out. It, 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 it was just a very yeah. overall a very great good writing good acting good music good it just yeah. a very good movie. So thank you, Waxwork Records, for that one, because mm-hmm. they put that one out, which is fantastic. But in terms of the specialty labels, it doesn't only apply to records. Right. Obviously, there's a huge home video market still that exists. And thank goodness, because there's been some things that I've been wanting on DVD, Blu-ray for the longest fucking time. And just recently, thanks to, like... Scream Factory and a bunch of other Vestron Video and uh, a whole bunch of a whole slew of others. Now we can finally get those things the way the, the treatment they deserve. Like the, <laughs> like Creep Show. Who would have thought a hundred years or twenty years ago that there would have been a Creep Show documentary just on its own, just about Creep Show? And Creep Show is one of my unabashedly favorite movies of all time. And so to see that. So good. So it's, good. It's unreal. And so to the point that we're actually going to go ahead and start doing a segment called it's a double tap Blu-ray review mm-hmm. where we look obviously at the film itself. But we also take that closer look at all the extra features, mm-hmm. because as you said, we do. We obviously we love special features. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason that I will double dip right. on from a DVD to a Blu-ray as long as the, the ex- features are worth it. I mean, I remember growing up and uh 
one of the best parts about uh, Full Moon movies was that Full Moon uh, video magazine at the very end of it. And just watching how they created the little creatures from subspecies or just watching how the puppets really worked in Puppet Master. That was the best fucking part of the movie. I remember they were really the first ones to yeah. really capitalize on that. Yeah, right off, right from the get-go. Like, hey, you know you guys like this movie, so why don't you check out this? And they would have to show trailers for their other movies, and they would show all these other stuff, you know? And it was... Charles Band, good, bad, or indifferent, is a marketing genius. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He really knew he, how to push his product. He did. He did. And you don't see a lot of that hustle nowadays. No. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's what I really like, the fact that these specialty companies exist, that they really give the love mm-hmm. that a lot of these films deserve. Oh, yeah. And like you said, there are some films out there that are not only getting Blu-ray releases, but are getting all these extras added on to yeah. them. It's unreal. The royal treatment. Yeah. The Creepshow documentary, mm-hmm. is fun- it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Um, Gave me fucking nightmares, man. Give me fucking nightmares. God damn it. And so, uh, in terms of a double tap Blu-ray review here, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you mentioned it before, but the Vestron video collection Mm -hmm. that has been put out by uh, Lionsgate. Yeah. And so, Vestron, obviously... I, right. I love Vestron. Growing up, if you saw that little that red dot with the V in it, you know you were in for a good movie. There were like Canon films. Mm-hmm. You know, there were certain yeah. logos that popped up, and you're like, "Oh yes, yeah!" You're excited because you're like, "Oh hell yeah, this is we're in for a treat." And whether it was a boner jam, an action or film, a comedy, or- horror, whatever, you knew you were going to get what exactly you wanted, and that was probably gratuitous boobs, <laughs> yes. gratuitous death, gratuitous violence, gratuitous jokes. It's kind of the, the three holy bees, the blood, the boobs, and the bush. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you can get all yeah. those in a movie. Then you're good. Then the, the, the Nightmare Junket seal of approval. <laughs> and Vestron, a lot of the films, they had. Uh, not only the four, the three Bs, but like they added three more Bs to yeah, it. Exactly. So what those three Bs are, I'm going to let you guys use your imagination. The but, next you know. level Bs, if you right. will. <laughs> so they put out recently, they put out, they initially put out two films to open up with. Mm-hmm. And again, <laughs> these particular films. <laughs> out of all the movies to choose to get the whole special treatments. I mean, now don't get me wrong when I'm, I'm going to say, oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm saying this with all love and all, all uh, much uh, respect and honor and reverence. But why the fuck these movies? You know, what i'm saying out of every fucking thing and they open it up with chopping mall right and blood diner right (laughs) which are both fantastic fucking movies i thoroughly enjoy these movies immensely um but out of all the vestron movies let's open them up with a chopping mall and blood no okay and it's insane because again just in terms of the films themselves a lot of fun but let me tell you just in terms of the special features here on the chopping mall disc uh we've got uh, two commentary tracks uh one with the director and the the uh, actress we have another one with fucking ryan turek from shock from uh that's the shockwaves podcast Mm -hmm. uh they have and then another um, uh, like a score isolated commentary track because the score on this is pretty <laughs> rad. But then they've got a great making of featurette, mm-hmm. um, retros- a retrospective documentary. It's loaded. Yeah, it is loaded. We saw. We only saw half of it. And oh yeah. I was just like, this is a lot of good shit. Yeah. The same thing with the Blood Diner. Yeah. Release. Oh, the Blood Diner. The Blood Diner release. They really go into it. I mean, with Dino Lee and Jackie Kong. I mean, just. I mean, let's see what this Mm -hmm. one has. This one has audio commentary with director Jackie Chan, who Jackie Kong, which is an adorable, wonderful, sweet person. And you had the you had a recent opportunity to talk with her at a Q and A here, yeah, in town. And speaking of thanks, thanks to uh, Armor. Oh, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. (laughs) Um, The featurettes they have like 
one, two, three, four, five, six featurettes. They have an interview with Project Consultant. They have a trailer, TV spots. They they pack to the gills and with a lot of shit. What I really like also is they will include some of the older like featurettes, mm-hmm. and then they bring out the new ones as right. well. Because they are trying, and especially they're not necessarily repeating a lot of the stuff. They will try to get new information, mm-hmm. which is why I think it works. Because yeah, and looking back on it thirty years later, because you can, because here's the thing, you can, for example, if I made a movie and I came out and it, it, this movie is great, I love it, it's fantastic, you know, everything was wonderful, everything's roses, 20 years from now, I'm like, man, that was a hard shoot. I'll tell you what, I had a lot of fun, but God damn it. You know, I mean, so it gives you time to It does, reflect. and a lot of these films have the carry and the legs that 20 years later, 30 years later. We're still watching them, yeah. They're putting, being put out in a new format. And, and they're still, are still fucking great. And people are flocking to uh-huh. them. And then Vestron, now, so their part, the, the third one that came out is one that we just, yeah, yes, we did a, a commentary on one of the features, but the <sighs> wax work, double feature, so- man. Good. The films themselves, obviously, listen to the commentary track we did. And what was nice with that one was that was the first time we were watching. We watched together. Which was kind of nice. Right. Uh, but no, you get a commentary track. You get a fantastic making of oh, on yeah. that one. Oh, we, yeah. And that was like almost a two-hour feature. Yeah, it was. And now, I, I know uh, they're, they're Miles O'Keefe. How, many, how much how O'Keefe? Much O'Keefe? Miles O'Keefe. <laughs> uh, even the Waxwork 2 um, has a, a new commentary on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even uh, like just the most weird niche films right. are getting this love. And Vestron's continuing. Do you know what they're just they're, – they're putting out um, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, which <laughs> – I'm gonna skip that one. Why? I, you know, I. Why? Uh, but they also put out Brian Yunza's uh, Return of the Living Dead Part Three. Oh, which is a very interesting film. It's a. It's. It's not comedy. No, 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 no. no it's no. not comedy. They <laughs> took in terms of what Part Two did. They went the total the opposite. Total opposite. Yeah, they're like, let's which, make it hardcore horror. And I'm like, okay, I know, and it works. It works I dug it. Well. I dug it. Yeah, and so I'm anxious to see that one. But just recently released within the last two days, they're gonna be putting out um the um oh shit uh the serpent and the serpent and the rainbow yes <gasps> the west craven zombie oh, no no film. not the west craven one i'm sorry no 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 it oh my Lair god the white worm Lair of the white worm thank you oh oh that and that was a weird that was an awkward boner movie you want to talk about an awkward film as well parents that was an awkward film too oh randy quaid is just eating it up literally literally <laughs> <laughs> leftovers to be leftovers to be mm-hmm. there, there's but it's so weird then. that is one I have to revisit right I haven't seen that movie in 15 years and you're gonna be able to see it in blu-ray and probably like a 2k or 4k restoration <sighs> with with lots of extra features I mm-hmm. love given in these products yeah uh, the shockwaves uh, podcast actually just did a really good interview with the guys from Vestron uh, just in terms of the process mm-hmm. the, the titles that they're looking at and so forth it's hmm. fascinating because Vestron's got a great a big catalog. library. Yeah. yeah. Well, then they'll occasionally have the Scream and Shout Factory guys on as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone's like, "When's Fright Night Two coming out?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "No." Like, so there's those there's there's those those films out there that are kind mm-hmm. of on our wish list, right? That hopefully one day or the other we'll get. Hopefully one day. But um, Vestron isn't the only specialty brand out there. There's also Arrow Video, mm-hmm. and which is hard to find stuff. And I found out that if you you especially dealing with Arrow because it is foreign, it's, it's UK you, man. You have to make sure that you're uh, it's in the right uh, the region the region because yeah that's something I learned the hard way on a few things before a few oh, times oh no so, really yeah so that's... fortunately that was about, about two or year two years ago so well they do I'm a little they bit more will make 
the releases here for the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I've actually picked up a couple of those, and I did pick up the stuff, which is great. And another one that I just I can't believe got I the rem- treatment. I remember I was came down here about a couple of days ago, and I was looking through your DVD collection. I'm like, what the fuck did they put this out? 1986's Vamp. Right, Grace Jones. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah. And uh, just a, a great film. I it love is. it. It's, it's a good movie, but it's just like. Okay, <laughs> all right, Vamp works. And got a great uh, making of featurette on there as well. It's phenomenal. It's so well researched. Now, Grace Jones didn't make an appearance, but basically mm. everyone else that's involved with the film does. She had to go back to her home planet for a little <laughs> bit. Yes, she did. She's still looking for the vibrator on set, I believe. <laughs> uh, check out the behind-the-scenes feature. It'll tell you all about that. Um, uh. But no, I'm just so impressed with the the love that's put into these films and we've talked about them before but a lot of the the, the main production company that does a lot not all but a right. lot of the behind the scenes stuff is red shirt pictures uh, a guy by the name of Michael Fischler, I believe. And they're the ones that provide all the content, that do all the editing. And I was, I, you know what? In my heart of hearts, I would love to work for them. Uh-huh. Because even just being a behind the scenes player, being the person that conducts the interview, because, right. you know, when they have the talking heads, they're talking to someone that you'd never see. I wouldn't mind being that guy. Exactly. You know, just to get it. Because everyone that's involved loves these films. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. You can hear it. You know, it, it comes out of the screen right. for the most part. And so... I just love the fact that we're in this golden age now, like a uh, vinegar syndrome. Yeah, is another one. That's <laughs> well, the, <laughs> that's an awkward boner whole series. That's They'll a, put out the weirdest, the golden shit. era of porn from right? the seventies. But then they also recently put out um, a number of Linnea Quigley titles, hmm. uh, Slimeball, Sorority Babes, and yeah. Slimeball Bolorama, Nightmare Sisters. Really, like these random titles. I gotta pick up the sorority babes. I love that movie. Right? I'm like, hey, nice tits. <laughs> Buck Flower just himself. Buck Flowers and fucking the pimp, the imp that puts the pimp and imp. Just like all kinds of cool shit. That's such a good movie. It's bizarre. One of my favorite Buck Flowers quotes of ever. You know, I love me some Buck Flowers. One of my favorite <laughs> Buck Flowers quotes comes from that movie. He like slams his thumb or something with a hammer and he goes, God damn it, that's going to be the size of a donkey dick come morning. And I was just like, <laughs> I remember being like 14 years old, just dying laughing. Yeah. I'm like, who is this wise sage man? You know? <laughs> I'll be honest, at 40, it still is just as funny. Right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know what that says about us. Uh, but yeah, we obviously, we, we, we have a lot of love for the Blu-rays. So we talk about them all the time. So it's definitely something you can get. Um, another segment that we do, um, and we just gave it a title, but uh, we do mm-hmm. provide fan commentary tracks for a lot mm-hmm. of the films and a little thing that we call commentary from the crypt. Right. Which I really like. Um, now, with, with the commentaries, we obviously only do the ones that we really truly love right ones that we the comfort food ones ones that we have seen before and we know we know the stories about it so we can actually like okay we know this is coming up that way we're like what movies what's happening now and i mean we'll continue to do a slew Mm -hmm. of these as well ideally i would kind of like to do maybe one once a month if we could yeah you know because there are a lot of titles that are still out there hell you know in the the 2017 maybe we can look at films from 87 Mm -hmm. 97 you know the 30 and 20 year it, it, you guys out there listening, yeah, if do there's you have something, yeah, do any ones that you think we should, or like maybe like, or maybe we should see if there's ones that we should do a commentary best going in cold, right? Oh, that would be very you interesting know? as well. Yeah, we'll call the cold commentary, cold commentary, cold cut commentary. Yeah. Um, and another segment that we do is obviously a lot of the films that we talk about. We're, we're you know we're talking about the ones here on the Blu-ray. Not mm-hmm. necessarily everyone has access to those, right? And I'll be honest, these Vestrons, as much as I love them. The price point on them is a little intense. They're a little, they're a little uh, steep. They're a little pricey. They're a little steep. So every now and again, we want to make sure that you know if we talk about films, you have access to them mm-hmm. as well. And 
we have a segment called the Netflix, Netflix Nasties, Nasties. Yeah. and in which case we talk about a film that's streaming on Netflix. And I thought we'd give you a little taste of this. And I'm bringing you a film here, genius, that okay. we both love nearly and dearly. Um, and it's actually celebrating its 20th anniversary in 2016. Mm-hmm. And I think it just came on Netflix. But it's a film we will definitely dedicate an entire episode to, to proper because there's so many things to talk about it. But it's one of your from Dust Till Dawn. Fuck yeah! Right? I love this movie so much. Oh, God damn it. I just watched it uh, on Netflix. Did you? Not, yeah, when it came out, I'm like, oh shit, from Dust Till Dawn's all fuck. Yeah, it's only after dark. I must have rewound that scene three or four times, man. God damn, that movie's so fucking good. We have to do we'll, an episode. We'll d- dedicate an entire episode. Arr! But I was 20 when this came out in 1996, mm-hmm. and I saw it in the theater. And it was one of those transformative theater experiences mm-hmm. because I kind of knew what to anticipate. I was a Tarantino fan. Oh, yeah. I was a Rodriguez fan. Yeah. And having them, but again, this is kind of the nascent days before the internet. So the information out there, it wasn't as. Didn't know what the fuck was about. And right. then when it turns into vampires, it was like, holy shit. And my audience, when I saw it, a half of them left. They were not anticipating that. And, Ass clowns. Well, and my the people I was with, we were having so much fun. Yeah. Again, I was 20. I was hooting and hollering. Because it starts off as a Tarantino crime movie. And then... And then yeah. Oh, my God. And it gave us... It, it, it introduced the world to Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. It introduced the world to Danny Trejo. It brought back Cheech. You know, it brought it, back Michael Parks. My, yes, and you know what? I think this movie made Clooney a star. Oh yeah, you know? I left that theater. Number one, I was twenty, so mm-hmm. at that point, I I'd been to a few booby bars. Not gonna right, lie, right, 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 right. Uh, we immediately. And I, and I was eighteen, so I've been to a few. Boob- to I few- probably got. I probably went to see that movie after leaving a booby bar or going to a booby bar after the movie. So. We wanted to so badly. Just in our heads, we we're like, well, you know, what any scenario, and then shit yeah. would turn bad into vampires. Yeah. A booby bar. An right. Applebee's, right. you know, a bully. It doesn't matter. I could after from dust to dawn. I couldn't go to the outhouse because you know the outhouse Ooh, is that yeah, dirty, that's... skanky, shitty. It's out in the middle of a, getting local here. It's out in the middle of a fucking cornfield. I mean, you literally have to know where you're going to get to this place, um, and you go there, and it's fucking desolate. And I literally the first time I went there, I was waiting to look behind there and see if that like if there was an Aztec mm. temple with a whole bunch of like cars and shit down there. Well, you know what would make a really good double. Feature? Feature is Vamp and From Dust Till Dawn. That would be perfect because they are in essence very similar. Uh huh. They help both have the dan- the stripping motif mm-hmm. type thing with vampires. Yes, I thoroughly and and I think that's actually that movie is probably the first time it cemented my crush on handsome actor George Clooney. He's because, a handsome dude. Oh my god! And He's also seen. And I also realized that if I ever went into a life of crime, I would do a horrible like neck tattoo or something like exactly because I was like that's Everybody so cool. Fucking do it! I know I fucking wanted a big old sleeve with the flames on there. Everybody be cool. You be cool. You know, I, and like what are they psychos? Psychos don't fucking blow up when the sun hits them. I don't, I don't care how fuck fuck how, how crazy they, they are. are. Just everything in that movie just popped and sparkled and just was a, a, so much fun. I went on. I bought the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went. I had a movie poster about it. I seen that movie at least five times in the in the movie theater. Not even counting the movies. Uh, Okay, there was. <laughs> I should save this story for. It's a small. I'll explain. No, no, no. It. It's okay. Uh, so there's there was this uh, haunted house called Macabre Cinema, 
And what they would do is they would have these different uh, the different rooms of horror. There would be different scenes from horror movies. Okay. And, like, you'd walk into the uh, Little Reagan's room from The Exorcist or you'd walk into uh, the Night of the Living Dead graveyard and everybody was black and white. I mean, you really would walk into these different movies. And I remember walking into this one and the people were like, what's this? And I'm like, I looked around. I'm like, this is from dusk till dawn. Right. And sure enough, they had like a big burly Mexican bartender with vampire teeth and like a girl dancing out there. And they're like, get out. And I'm like, see my rig out there? This is, I have a class C license, which means I'm a trucker, you know? So I went and I went on to the whole, and like, I'm staying. Three shots of whiskey, right? And they didn't have whiskey there, but they thought I was an asshole. So they just kind of kicked, kicked me out. And I'm like, come on. If you're going to be in the dust from dust till dawn room, know your fucking material. You know what I'm saying? It's an art being scary. You know, you got to put your time and you got to put your effort into it. You know, I mean, like when I worked at the haunted house and I was in the werewolf room, I, before I got you, the job, I watched every fucking werewolf movie I could. So like, you know, you got to put your time in there. Plus, I wanted to watch a werewolf movie. Did you to watch? So like, you know, so... <laughs> I, there's just something that you were so immersed in. I'm not surprised you probably didn't like break a chair and try to stake someone. I kind of wanted you, to. I kind of, you know, cucarachas and nojadas and just like fucking go to town. It was such a wonderful viewing experience the first Have time. whiskey poured down with Salma Hayek's leg in my mouth. That's oh, a, Jesus Christ. Oof, it's that's a bad fantasy. enough that Tarantino indulges in, in feet? these feet. Yeah, yeah, just but that to, one. Ugh. Do you blame him, though? Do you no. blame him? Because no. here's the thing. If me and you were making a movie, and I'd be like, okay, Greg, I know I'm in your movie, and then, you know, can I have one request? What? Can you have somebody dressed up like Harley Quinn just kind of feed me pudding and, you know, just kind of like, you know, just, you know, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> okay fine that's what you get being an executive producer you know you're, you're, my you're, big scene's coming up <laughs> you are the studio interference actually unfortunately you are the frank reynolds but there. i'm like i'm like at the anti-mbaa they're like oh we need to cut that and i'm like no let's add more let's blood add- and boobs that's what we need we need a little full penetration in there and you'll be fine uh, no but yeah from dust till dawn uh, obviously so if you have netflix uh, make sure you're watching uh, it because it's so darn good uh but some of the even harder to find um movies will do a segment called the cult callback mm-hmm. or we'll then talk about cult films something like that's really hard to see mm-hmm. or hard to find mm-hmm. and, and we've got a i mean the, the, this podcast is built on the back of cult films in terms mm-hmm. of the stuff that we like yeah. but a lot of that you know we'll focus on the stuff that didn't do well in the uh, its initial theatrical run but then found an audience in home video it's like most of carpenter's is, movies so which is basically <laughs> all of john carpenter, carpenter right <laughs> and then one of the other things that I really like that this podcast has given us the opportunity to is to reach out and then kind of interact and mingle mm-hmm. with the horror community, but beyond the Kansas City area. Right. It's always great to talk to spooky kids. Yeah. You know, I they, love that. We love the spooky kids. They, they like it spooky. We do. They do like it spooky. And so we've had the opportunity the to, life. to win. <laughs> <laughs> We've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of cool people. Um, obviously, here in the Kansas City area, uh, Jill Gavargazian, the Goth mm-hmm. Gangsta Princess, yep. uh, K- Casey Canton from Rotten Reynolds, Zach uh, and Erica, Zach and Erica uh, from Atomic, Atomic Cotton. Cotton, and then people outside of the Kansas City community. We've talked with uh, Brian Collins from mm-hmm. uh, Birth Movies Death with the uh, Horror Movie a Day book, uh, Gigi Saul Guerrero, uh, Fine the, Like Wine, the Luchagori Productions team, um, Gary Pullen, uh-huh. uh huh, Ghoulish Gary Pullen, so uh, Justin Bean. 
Justin Beam. Oh my God, the yeah. most uh, Brian Corey from the Necronomicast. Uh-huh. We've had some really good people, and we've got a chance to really make some really good like connection friendships. And it's people. nice because yeah. they're li- much like to say they're like minded people mm-hmm. that do the same thing we do. Yeah, and you just have. And like, oh, you like horror? Well, oh, fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> these are the people like you, yeah, like, you like horror. horror? You want to see something really scary? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's going to continue, obviously, oh, yeah. throughout the you know the, our time here on Nightmare Junkhead, and then also a little probably hopefully some cross pollination with the with the other podcast here on the network mm-hmm. i anticipate a lot of that going on just in terms of expanding the audience yeah. and also i one of the things that i love about the fact that with uh, the phantom podcast you're going to get a podcast monday through friday but it's oh. not necessarily horror overkill because right. every podcast has their own perspective a little something different for everybody and that's what we were kind of you know like i said here trying to give you a taste here uh, but one of the other things in terms of what i'm thankful for mm-hmm. uh living here in the kansas city area is we are very fortunate to have some amazing theaters. Oh yeah, man! That not only give us good modern blockbusters, what have you, but cater yeah to the geek, the uh-huh. nerd, and and they're super awesome for letting us be a part of it too. That's so. the other thing. So <laughs> Alamo Drafthouse here in the Kansas City area, Screenland Theaters, and Tapcade, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Armor. Obviously, thank you. Well, most definitely. Well, the other night, I was just, we, we were both hosting different films from across the way, and it was a Saturday night, and I was like, how cool is it in the Kansas City area yeah. that I was hosting was a 35-millimeter screening of Trick or Treat, uh-huh. and you were And host- I was hosting uh, the 4K Restoration of Blood Diner. With a so, Q&A with, 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 a Q&A with Jackie with- Kong. Right. Right. And I was like, you had that kind of a choice. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? And that wasn't even it. That was like, there, there was other, other stuff going on too. This is just the things that we were doing, not a lot alone, like the, the bands that were playing, because it was Hammerween and, yeah. and all the other horror fun stuff going on. Yeah, it's so great. I it's mean, unreal. And so he, at Screenland, they've given us the opportunity with our sister podcast, Nerds of Nostalgia, mm-hmm. we do a live podcast once a month there, mm-hmm. which is unreal. Super dope. Never would have imagined yeah. that when I first started Nerds of Nostalgia. That we get to watch a movie. And talk about it with a live audience. Yeah. And people seem to like it. People seem it's, to dig it. It's so. a lot of fun. But also then at the Alamo Draft House, um, that was a huge thing as well, getting an Alamo. That's mm-hmm. kind of like a sign that you're, you're we, made it. Yeah, right? Our, our town's got a Walmart. We're a big city now. J.C. Penny is coming because of me. I mean, we need... <laughs> We need the oh not it's not Jackie Treehorn. What's his goddamn name in Roadhouse? Oh God, I I keep wanting to call him Jackie Treehorn. I know. Um, let's yeah, just call him Jackie Treehorn. Jackie Treehorn. Let's just call him it's, Jackie Treehorn. It's going to come back to it here. Right. Um, but the thing with the Alamo and obviously also with Screenland is they book their movies lots lots of time in advance, mm-hmm. and they come to us in terms of hosting, mm-hmm. and that's one of the advantages of also being oh yeah connected with them, which yeah. is fun. Um, so you know we only for the most part host the films that we love, because mm-hmm. um, when we host we have to if we don't like the movie then we're going to be a shit fraudulent host. I and mean we don't want to do that, right? I mean they're like hey, would you want to watch Genius? Will you host Prometheus? Fuck no. You know, I'm not going to go and be like, oh, Friday the 13th Part 3. <laughs> I like the movie, but fuck Shelly. You know, I'm not going to go like, oh, Prometheus, this movie is great, everybody. Da, 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 da. You know, I'm not going to lie. Right. You know, I'm not. I, I would I would feel bad. So we seek out the stuff that we enjoy. But we were given the chance this last year. Yes. And one of the cool things about the Alamo Draft House, and again, what makes it unique and gives it its own flavor is mm-hmm. its ability to project 35 millimeter. Uh-huh. And obviously, just talked about trick or treat, but we had the opportunity with this series called the Horror Show, 
where they gave us the opportunity to program to, to pick and program the movie we wanted to show and that in and of itself was it's pretty a, fucking awesome it was rad right yeah, it was it was it's huge i'm still flattered by it you it's know? A, and we're going to continue that but we were actually able to for a while and i'd like us to continue it again we're, we were kind of doing these specialty episodes mm-hmm. with the horror show where we did an episode and we brought in a guest but then we tried to talk to you afterwards and get people's interactions yeah. after the screening and then made it all part of the episode so i'd like to see us get back to that oh yeah but Here's a list of the stuff that we were able to show. And again, this is on 35 millimeters. Yeah, so the old reel to reel. Thank you, Brett yeah. and Megan, for taking oh, yeah, care of us, definitely. you guys. Oh, my God. Thank you to Adam and Ryan. Too. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of, they were the ones that kicked it off with us. With uh, It was a 35 millimeter screen of Suspiria. Which, which, let me tell you, if you need to see Suspiria, Suspiria. On the big screen is the way to see that movie. That was a punishing print it yeah. was rad it was so loud and in your face just bombastic and bright oh, and beautiful so we, and we kicked off with suspiria which yeah. is rad we then now so i'm nightmare on elm street part three the dream, dream warriors. warriors come on now come on it's fucking dream warriors and remember that print too was definitely a challenging one it was it was it was, it was red and scratchy but it just had some added, character it just added to the charm man and i think that's one of the things with the crowd that shows up for a 35 millimeter screen is if it's scratched in red mm-hmm. i don't think they're gonna mind no we're not spoiled but we're used to pristine and blu-ray and all that stuff but there was something to say to go to a movie theater sit down and see an old crackly mm-hmm. but kind of reddish something there was something really fun about it it, it gave it, it character it, and personality it did. it did it made going to the movies literally going to the movies. an experience right well then we and then oh man so my favorite of the, the what we programmed so far and it was i think it was the, one of the last ones i got to see but was fright night mm-hmm. which again seen that's, that that's one of your all-time faves oh god yeah. that was that was and uh, going in there living it being there with a crowd and we'll get into that yeah. but it's just so fun and i love we get to show movies that i think that people should see or haven't seen yet and they don't they don't know anything about it but they're just going cold based on like our recommendations sure you know uh life force oh i that was a good good one because when people were walking out they really oh. didn't know how the fuck to respond i was like did you like the movie they're like yeah uh, and then like but like but i i'm confused i'm like yes i that's kind of how that's it life goes. force that's life force so they were vampires but they were turning into people into zombies and i'm like and yes from space yes God, i'm still <laughs> upset that i didn't see that uh we did return of the living dead oh yes which was pristine yes um american werewolf in london which was great Oh, so good. Uh, we did Halloween uh, three. Halloween three with that 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 uh, pumpkin head. Uh, we've shown some really. There, it was good a ones. it was a really good yeah. screening. Uh, and one of the things like you mentioned was the one of the th- when we host, mm-hmm. we kind of have a little format, if you yeah. will. Um, eight minutes flat, man. You know, we're like a mm-hmm. tight oiled machine. Well, a machine. But one of the things that we always inquire on is, like you said, people seen it for the first time mm-hmm. because. One of the reasons I love the fact that we do have the Alamo and Screenland Tapcade uh, armor is that communal experience, yeah. that shared experience mm-hmm. with a crowd in a theater, like-minded people that yeah. are there to have fun. There's, there, you can't replicate that no. in your house. Uh-uh. I, I know people have some great setups and systems. As you, as you do as well. And, and you've posted some really good stuff here at the mm-hmm. house, and I've had so much fun. But like you said, there's something different 
about going to the movie mm-hmm. theaters. You got your popcorn. Mm-hmm. You got a whole bunch of other people. You got the giant screen, and you're seeing this old, wonderful movie that you may have never seen because it yeah. wasn't even on your radar, and you're just seeing this masterpiece in front of you, just letting it blow your mind and wash over. Like, the people who've seen Suspiria for the first time oh, man. at the movie theaters, they're going to watch Suspiria, and then they're going to be like, this movie's great. Let's watch it on DVD. And then I can guarantee they're going to be like, this ain't the same. the same. It ain't the same. Because it's not. No. It's not the same at all. I mean, same thing with even, and something with a movie that you may have seen millions of times, like Dream Warriors. Seeing it on the oh. big screen, you know, I I saw that on the big screen the first time, and when I, when I, when it came out, and the, every other time it was always on VHS, DVD, whatever. Yeah. But seeing it on the big screen oh. again, just that wave of like wonderful nostalgia, and just like this movie's fantastic. Here he's gonna turn into the puppet, ready for prime time, bitch. I mean, just <laughs> everything was just it just was so mwah, yeah. you know. No, and honestly, Alamo and Screenland also they're very reverent towards mm-hmm. these films. Oh yeah, yeah. That in that we get the opportunity to see all these old great films. So mm-hmm. I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for Alamo and Screenland for giving us that yes. opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, just in terms of the various segments we do, it's been a while since we've done it, but we'll usually close the odd episode with a Rotten Rental recommendation. Mm-hmm. And Genius, can you tell me a little bit about Rotten Rentals? Rotten Rentals is this wonderful treasure trove of <laughs> goodies. It's an old VHS clamshell with the original artwork. The, from the old VHS and inside this clamshell it's not the tape it's not the VHS but it's trading cards and stickers and zombie tarot cards and little figurines and a whole um cornucopia <laughs> getting sticking with our Thanksgiving theme a whole cornucopia of wonderful horror things and it's some really deep cuts and if you were a fan of going to the v- the video store back in the day and just you know trolling through mm-hmm. all the VHS covers mm-hmm. this re- re- replicates that experience like oh, nobody's yeah. business because I know I got about a, I got about oh. a dozen <laughs> like turbo kit and yep. not in old ones and new mm-hmm. ones you know and so what we like to do and you can find all of this at rottenrentals.com but what we like to do then is we like to give you a Rotten Reynolds recommendation mm-hmm. of a title that they you can choose from that you can add to your collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first and foremost, have you checked out the shirts? No, the new ones? The Never Forget VHS shirts? Uh-uh. They're fantastic. Uh-uh. I, I bought my mine uh, when I was uh, hosting the uh, Never Sleep Again Marathon. Nice. So make sure to check that out. Some fine, uh, fine wear on that. But the one I wanted to talk about is just in terms of the VHS cover and how mm-hmm. it always stood out to oh, me, yeah. how it always just kind of crept its tentacles out, if you will, yes. which is kind of appropriate. Very appropriate. And again, from 1986, because that year just provided so many good films. Oh, yeah. But Terror Vision, <sighs> which is... I watched... I watched the Medusa's eyes turn green, but my own reflection I've never seen. Uh, Such a weird, but it's so much fun. Uncle Rico, oh god, dude! So the 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 VHS (laughs) cover of this film, which is really it's it's almost misleading. Yeah, it's very misleading because it looks terrifying. It really truly is. It really is terrifying. You've got the the home video satellite, and this was you got to remember. This was like in the eighties when the home satellite dishes were enormous, just just enormous monstrosities. And let me tell you something. Just in terms 
of when you watch horror films and you get basically life lessons from Chud, for example. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you never go on grades. Nope. This made me so thankful that I had cable and I didn't have <laughs> to rely. Not the fuck between that and Stay Tuned. That oh, needs yes. to be like an ultimate double feature of like satellites gone wrong. Well, it was such a cool VHS cover, number uh-huh, one, and then the big you... eyeball in the middle and the lightning and the monstery tentacle. Yeah, and then you watch the film itself, and it is very goofy. It's campy. It's campy. Yeah. It's campy goof fun. It's and that's what I think when you it's there is that contrast from mm-hmm. the cover to the actual film, mm-hmm. and you obviously when you grew up in the video stores, you that's that you was gambled. You yeah. gambled. You it was really, a way of life. You it understood was. That. It was. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You just roll the dice in terms of yeah what you got. But with this one, my God, just the lineup, just the, the lineup with Terrorvision. It's like an eighties B movie. Who's who? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Diane Franklin. Who just <laughs> yes. I have been in love with ever yes. since Better Off Dead, The Last mm-hmm. American Virgin. And speaking of my newly found crush is uh, Mary Warrenoff. Mary Warrenoff, she is so sternly hot. She looks like that the mean punishment bitch, but you know you're like, God damn, you're sexy. There's something primordial uh-huh. that erupts in me with her. I don't uh-huh. know what it is, and I feel bad for it. Because she's but... not your typical beauty. No. You know, but she's Gorgeous. She's stunning. And she shows up in Suicidal Tendencies Institutionalized video. <laughs> she shows up in everything, dude. Because she's cool. Right. She's so rad. She showed up in uh, fucking Chopping Mall. In Chopping Mall. With, with, uh, with uh, oh What's God, what is his name? Uh, Paul. From Eating Raul. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Which the, is and, and then they're one. always together in all the trauma movies, just popping up out of nowhere. And she's rad. And she's yeah. so good in this flick yeah. as well, where her and it's uh, Garrett Graham, who plays Stan. <laughs> Beef. <and laughs> <laughs> they play these swingers and uh-huh. just I'm ab- talking about Lamour. <laughs> so creepy and goofy. Uh-huh. But he showed up in a film, and let me ask you if you've seen this particular film. Uh-huh. It's with Kurt Russell. I again trying to get on my tenure or more. I haven't seen a film. The computer wore tennis shoes. No, no. Used cars. No, I have not. Holy shit. Do yourself not. a favor. Is Check that with John Ritter? No, that's that's um Real Men? Real Men. Yeah, which is with, you know, <laughs> that's another one for Nerds of Nostalgia, actually. Yeah. But no, um, yeah, Grant, Garrett Graham is phenomenal in television, great in used cars, but also Uncle Rico, man. Uh-huh. John Reese showed up at OD. <laughs> yeah. Just metal. Yeah. And he's a metal he's dude a metal as well. Dude. <laughs> and then um, uh, John Carl Buechler does the, the, the effect work. Royal Dana's in it. I mean, just, it's a goofy. And it is really a goofy, fun, fun movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not serious. And it, it rolls doesn't right take along. serious. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And it's definitely one I would recommend. In, and you gotta um, love any movie that has its own, like, jaunty theme. Theme song at the yeah, beginning. With the name of it, yeah. Terrorvision is fantastic. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I really And that actually, that uh, Scream Factory put that out as a double dip with... With Video Dead. Right. And I own that one. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, Terrorvision actually has a nice little making of documentary. Uh-huh. Yeah. So even with the double dipper, they're still putting... Good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, what a time to be alive in, in terms of being a horror fan. Ultimately, though, in terms of giving thanks, obviously, mm-hmm. these are the material things we're talking about. Right. If it, first and foremost, if it wasn't for you guys out there listening, yeah, we wouldn't. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> in terms of thanking anyone that's listened, anyone that's retweeted, anyone that's talked with us at at a hosting, anyone you know, that's come out yeah. to any of the things that we've done, thank you. Seriously, thank you very, <laughs> very, very much. Because we'll do this. We've said it before: audience of one, audience of none. We do it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But just but the fact of audience of five makes yeah. it pretty damn good, which is great. So yeah. anyone, thank you for mm-hmm. listening, and then. Ultimately, you made me feel guilty here in terms of like we're like now things I'm thankful for, and then so you were 
Well, I, I wanted to, I just wanted to thank you, dude, for one, letting me into your home, letting me into your life, sure. letting me do this wonderful podcast and go on these all adventures. And I also wanted to, and I've said this before and I said it again, I really want to thank you. And I also want to make an amendment to it. I want to thank you for continuing right. and keep on doing this because there was a brief period this year mm-hmm. where I was not sure if that this what was the, what the history what the, the future what, of the podcast what the future of yeah. the podcast was and then and I know that I I felt like I kept like poking and, and I just wanted to and I wanted to say thank you for coming yeah, back thank you you know thank you no thank, so. thank you for allowing me that time to work everything out um yeah, no, I'm thankful for mental health. You know, at this point <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Tis, a, tis the season. <laughs> tis the season, truly. But I'm um, ultimately here on Nightmare <laughs> Junkhead at the Phantom Podcast Network. We have a lot of fun things that we do. So, mm-hmm. again, if you're listening for the first time, we hope you had fun with this. But, you know, continue to listen to us because we're going to bring back all the segments. Yep. A lot of fun, chaos, anarchy. All of our nerdy shenanigrams. All the all the horror stuff involved, man. So, uh, until next time, guys, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Let's eat some turkey. Thank you.